Hey, hey, it's Megan Huber here. Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, you are going to hear a previously recorded live that I did with my good friend, Krista Martin. She is the go-to person if you are growing your business through speaking. And I actually hopped on a live with Krista about a week ago because I have built all of my businesses from speaking, whether it was speaking in person or speaking virtually or a combination of both. From my own personal experience and the evidence I have, speaking is the fastest, easiest way the path of least resistance to grow your brand, to grow your visibility, to acquire clients, to uh, create other opportunities for yourself, and to grow your business, to generate those clients, and to become really well-known for something in your industry or your field. So enjoy this conversation. You're going to hear a number of different stories that we share, and Krista is going to give some fabulous tips. She also has a incredible masterclass series coming up uh, that starts on Monday, October the... I believe it's the 23rd. We'll put these dates in the show notes and we'll put a link in there to the show notes as well. She is the creme de la creme. So make sure you get registered for that. She's going to be sharing a lot of fantastic information. So enjoy today's episode. As a business and leadership mentor, wife and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Megan Huber here and I am side by side with the amazing Krista Martin. What's up, Krista? Oh, Megan, so excited to be here with you. It's always so much fun. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk all things speaking to grow our business today because that is something that both Krista and I have done. We literally from scratch have grown our businesses through speaking. And I was telling Krista a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, you know, I really would love to come on and have a conversation with you because not only have I personally grown my first business through speaking, then my the second time I started a business, I grew up through speaking. And now I'm on growing my third business. And guess what I'm doing? I am speaking to grow my business. And I believe, I believe so much in the power of speaking either in person to a group or one-on-one or virtually to grow your business and to, and to not stop doing it, like to keep doing it because it is timeless and it is never going to go away and it is always going to work. And Krista has built her entire like business operation legacy. Like she teaches people how to do this and they get insane results. So I thought like, who better to bring on to talk about this than Krista Martin, because she's the queen of knowing how to build your business through speaking and teaching people how to do that in a step-by-step framework and blueprint that, you know, really helps you build your confidence and your competency in going out and speaking and sharing. So Krista, for anybody who may not know who you are and they're seeing you for the first time, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you. 
Yes. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate that very much. And I've, you know, I was thinking today, I think in terms of the kids' ages, which is crazy, but I remember when my daughter was just born and I was really launching into my business and she just turned 12, which is just insane. But you know, even way back then, you know, that's when when I had the idea to launch my business, get into everything and really started figuring out how could I make an impact. And at that time, I had no list, absolutely no list either. And so learned through doing so much of the wrong stuff, as we all do, that there is a process to speak to grow your business. And it can be paid speaking, it can be unpaid. But the cool thing is when it's unpaid and you're allowed to make a free offer, you can actually make a ton more money to grow your business than if it was a paid keynote or something like that. So really what we do at Make Your Mark is we get to work with a younger version of me, I would say. So a coach that's building their business and is ready to really leverage the power of speaking. So, you know, it, it took our business from 40 to 220 was that first leap when I was like, oh, we're on to something, you know, that happened in 12 months. And then we hit the half million dollar mark by leveraging it in a little different way and crossed seven figures a couple of years ago, leveraging it in yet a different way. So it's a process that works regardless if you're fairly new to your coaching business, if you've been doing it a while. And you're just really ready for that consistency and the fun and ease of literally being able to share the same talk, the same content, if that's what you'd like to do. And I know, Megan, that's exactly what you experienced in each of your businesses, too, as you've launched them and gotten out there. And and I, I know you and I know your energy, so very contagious and and fun to be in your presence. And people are just attracted to that. Yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll share like... The reason why, and then I, I've got some questions for you because, you know, isn't, isn't like the, like when people take surveys or whatever, like the number one fear is public yes. speaking. It's like bigger, it's higher than being afraid of dying. It's like, everybody's afraid to go speak in public, right? Yes, it is. Okay. It's I think number one, and then it's like taxes and then dying or, oh my or gosh. maybe some other order, but well, yes. we're going to break down some of these fears in just a minute. Cause I, I want to get your take on this and I'll share two the reason why I built my very first business through speaking, and I'll, I'll share a little story around that. I was a high school teacher before, so I was already in a profession where I was talking every single day. And one of the thoughts that went through my mind when, when I first started a business was, what do I already know how to do really well? Because I need to leverage that. And, and even though I was never, I wasn't being, I, I wasn't a trained speaker, I was a teacher, but I I was someone who was talking every day and I had an audience and yes, they were children, they were teenagers, but at least I still had that level of confidence and competency because I was like basically giving presentations every day to young people. And for most of us, if we look at our past career, there's probably been some element of our career where we were speaking, whether it was speaking to a small group, large group, one-on-one, like we were flapping our lips and we were talking. And so I was smart enough to know like, okay, if I could do it there, I could probably do this in front of adults. So let me just check mark. Then one of the first people I ever studied or read their books when I first got into this whole business in 2011, it was Brian Tracy. And he's okay. written a lot of books. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the book, but I distinctly remember in chapter one of whatever this book was, in the chapter one, the first paragraph, the last sentence in the first paragraph it said that if you are the person speaking at the front of the room, everybody else in the audience 
automatically sees you as a leader and automatically believes you are one of the smartest people in the room. And I thought positioning and leverage. Yeah. That was my thought. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. So I was, I was already going to like local networking events and I put two and two together and I was like, huh, all these people at these networking events, the only person actually making money is the person standing at the front of the room speaking. Nobody just attending the events and doing a little networking and whatever, drinking your coffee at the networking event. Nobody sitting at the table was actually making any money or getting any clients from the networking group. It was only the person speaking. And I was like, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to join networking groups that allow me and give me the opportunity to be a speaker at as many of them as I possibly can. And that's exactly what I did in the beginning to grow. That's, you know, Megan, almost verbatim what I did too. Just, I was literally all across Atlanta, (laughs) you know, speaking at different places. And in fact, the very first time I got a call to be paid to speak, which I about flipped, you know, over in my car, well, or I guess in my, in my house, wherever I was when I got the phone call was I asked the lady, I said, well, how did you find out about me? And she said, well, I just looked up who had been speaking locally. And she was like, you were all over the place on all the different, you know, groups that we're hosting. And so it really is not only builds your own internal confidence, but like you said, once you step in front of the room, that authority positioning is right there. And your ability to influence the room is just a million times higher than the people, like you said, that are still there having great conversations and connections. But it's that willingness to be seen and that willingness to raise your hand and say, guess what? I've got something valuable to say that keeps most people saying, I'm going to wait till they tap me on the shoulder. You know, I'm going to wait till they ask Krista or Megan. And I imagine, Megan, you were like me, you know, saying, hey, guess what? I got a great topic. Can I speak to your group? You know, I think it would benefit them in these ways. 100%. That's exactly what I did. So, okay. So let's dive into some of the fears because I had fears. I'm sure you have had your fear speaking. And even as an avid speaker, you probably still have some of that stuff creep up. But you've worked with hundreds, maybe even thousands of people teaching them your method on speaking to grow your business. So what are some of the common fears that you hear and, you know, Maybe even share a couple of stories of people who had a really big fear, you know, worked through it and and look at where they are now. Yes. Well, and the, I, I love this question for a million reasons. And, you know, first, just really to speak to the people that we usually work with, they do have in their heart this desire to speak or they have this dream of being in front of people, even though they're maybe scared to death of it. It's not, I just want to make sure that it's not like I have people that say, I hate speaking, I'll never speak. And I'm able to coax them onto the stage. But it's people that are in their heart, you know, I'm meant to share my message in this way. And so some of the biggest fears are to your point, you know, of getting up there and forgetting everything. Hmm. It could be getting up there and not getting clients, you know, or getting up there and just messing up. And the coolest thing is that we build our confidence from taking action. But as humans, we tend to think we need to get confident first and then we take action, which it never happens that way. So it's that beauty of getting up there and being able to speak and share your message and realize one, you didn't die, which is a huge success, you know, and a big surprise to some people. But then also seeing not only was it great content that was delivered, even if you missed a part or two, but then having people come up afterwards and invite you to speak again or to invite you to, you know, a, um, 
you know, or have a conversation about becoming a client. And one of the things I love about how we teach and you and I, I think have similar brains in this way and that we both love systems and, you know, the power that that can create is when you have a reliable system and we teach an exact framework for speaking, just the content itself, and then really the whole model. But when you have a reliable model to follow, you aren't second guessing yourself about the content. You know it's built in a way that naturally activates your audience instead of over educates them. So being able to do that in a way that inspires action and usually is about half the content of what people would originally think they need to share is such an empowering and awesome experience. And then to see that it can literally be the same talk if you wanted to, you know, in front of different groups just time after time after time. And I've joked that my husband, my dog and the kids all had some of my uh, talks memorized because I was doing them as webinars a lot of times and it was the same one. And so they could have probably taught you about sales or, you know, all the things I, I focused on, especially a couple of years ago. And so it's looking at, um, you know, is that really true? You know, that fear that, and most of the time it's completely made up. And then are you willing to take action to, you know, get on the other side of this confidence? Because mm -hmm. that's all it is, is a story in our head. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, had times when things didn't go as planned 100% of the time. And it also has prepared me then to now when that happens, I'm like, oh, of course, technology is not cooperating, you know, or I did a webinar for a group the other day and they had technology issues. So I knew to just kind of keep the conversation going while they were fixing stuff. But it's, building our skill set versus arriving at that perfect destination the first time we get out there and the mm -hmm. second time we get out there and we're always always improving and the other thing too to share is you know you and I both talked about virtual or in person and so many times people think speaking means on a stage of 8000 people and 8000 people in the audience it can be in someone's living room you know it could be we have a client that um works with teens to help them make the best decision for their post high school studies, whatever it looks like. And she hosted a sip and chat where moms then gathered who had children about that age. They had wine and cheese. And she just shared a little bit about what she does, how she helps people answer questions. And it was a very small, informal group. And she walked away with a couple of clients from that. So it's looking at like what feels like a stretch, but not a splatter. You know, so if 8,000 people makes you feel like you're going to throw up, let's not go there. Mm -hmm. You know, let's start with maybe a living room thing or uh, you can host your own round table. There's so many ways to get groups together. And especially when you're starting, the power of leveraging other people's audiences is second to none. Yeah, it is. So there's something that I caught you saying that I want to highlight because okay. it's it's an area that I see people like freaking out a little bit about speaking. And you said, uh, you can actually give the same talk over and over and over and over again. And what you and I have been, you know, we've witnessed this, we have evidence for this, uh, other people teach it. And it's that once you develop kind of this signature talk, if you will, and maybe you call it something else, giving it over and over and over again is what builds your brand yes. versus thinking, oh my gosh, like this is a thing I've heard people say so often they freak out because they think, oh my gosh, I have to go create so many different talks. They think like every time I give a talk, I've got to sit back here and like come up with something brand new all the time. Can you bring some truth to that thought or mistake in thinking 
Yeah. Like people believe and it holds them back from speaking. Oh, it absolutely does. Cause that would be like, we're all in this constant content hamster wheel really of mm-hmm. okay, turning out all these new talks. But I learned very early on that it was my ego that was telling me that people would remember, Oh, she talked about that last month or she wrote about that on social media. How dare her talk about it again? Nobody's paying that much attention, first of all. And second of all, like you said, that's what you became known, become known for. And, you know, I mentioned when I was first starting out, I said, who's gathering coaches? So I went to people who were gathering coaches and I listened to my audience at the time. They were saying, I can't convert sales conversations. You know, I'm, I'm getting people, but that's really my rub where I'm not able to move forward. So listening to that, I thought, well, of course, I have a framework for a sales conversation. Let me teach that or a version of that in a um, presentation, because that's exactly what my audience was saying they needed. So I did that literally, I mean, at least once a month, if not twice a month into groups, other people's groups of coaches. And that's a year we grew from 40 to 220. And I was so sick of the content, but you will be sick of the content years before your audience ever is. I even have clients that go through workshops that they participated in three times already and they before they you know became a client because they're at a different level to hear a different thing and and it's all a story that we have that's really our ego or inner critic saying no no don't do that cuz that's going to be a lot of work it can be super simple like it can be stupid simple if you want it to be yeah um, we had a a call today with clients and i was teaching or we were talking through I don't really like the word funnel because I don't think humans like to be in a funnel. But when you think about it on that level, it's really speak conversation client. You know, that's the most simple funnel and it is so controllable. doesn't matter about algorithms. doesn't matter about anything else. You can host, other people can host. There's just so much opportunity when you look at it that way. Yeah. Now in your work and in your programs, do you also have people who join your program who they are already doing some degree of speaking, whether it's virtual in person. Yes? Yes, absolutely. So here's where I'm going with this. Again, I bet you hear this a lot. I have heard this a lot over the years. I've experienced this myself over the years where let's say someone is, they're already speaking. Doesn't matter how big the audience is or if it's small, if it's local, if it's virtual, if it's whatever, it doesn't matter. They're already speaking and maybe they've been speaking for any amount of time. But it's not really resulting in the number of conversions or sales that they thought it was. Is there a particular framework to giving a talk that does lend itself to, obviously, we all have businesses here, right? So, yes, we are speaking to teach and 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 share things with people. And, and yeah. our talks need to be giving value for sure. And, and, there's an and, and yes, we want people to come and work with us, be in our world so that we can help them implement and get incredible results. Is there a difference between like speaking and speaking that converts? And do you teach that? Yes. And I am so, so glad you asked this because this is where I see so many people just start to teeter out or give up on speaking because, you know, I've done it seven times and I didn't get a client. And it's, it's work. Like it's a lot of work to go out there and do stuff and then not see the result. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And you start to think after a while, why should I keep doing this? Or people are saying, you know, I get great feedback, but I'm not getting clients, you know, and that's, that's frustrating. You think, well, I got great value. Where, where's, where's the rub? You know what, Krista, we start to think something's wrong with us 
or yes. people don't like us. And so we internalize it, but really they just don't have the mentor and the framework to follow. Yes. And you know, the other thing, Megan, that happens is then your expectation, if you've spoken say seven times and didn't get any clients and it was all in front of your ideal clients, your expectation going into that, your energy is, oh, here's another talk where I won't get clients. Well, guess what? Even if you show up with, you know, smiles and everything else, you're going to create more of that. So yes, to your question of, do we teach a framework? Absolutely. We have six steps to a talk that converts and going through everything from positioning yourself to seating, to really making sure that you're including language. And this is really important that activates your audience, which feels uncomfortable many times to the coach or the speaker instead of only educates them. We want to help them see there's a gap. We want to connect them emotionally to their vision and emotionally to the pain of staying stuck. But it's not comfortable innately to most people. So they just skip that. And they're like, here's everything I know. And if you want to talk to me, here's, I call it a drive-by call to action where it's like, oh yeah, here's my LinkedIn link. Or here's a thing to scan and email me. No, we actually, six or two of the six steps are the call to action. And it's done in a way that's not salesy. And it's done in a way that actually feels like, you know, you've probably been to those talks too, where it's like, oh, the person switched into pitch mode because they like turn into a robot or something odd happens to their body. And it's, it's just a fluid process that naturally leads that person to a point where they need to make a decision. Do I, am I okay where I am? Am I okay being here again in six months? Or do I want to have a conversation or take a next step with this person mm-hmm. to be in a wildly different place? Yeah. And I want I want to talk to all the people who love to teach out there. I feel you because yeah. I am that way. And remember, my background is teaching. You know, I was standing up for years in a row teaching everything that I knew to my classroom. And my greatest joy is probably teaching. And Krista, I would say like, if I were going to... Uh, I'll just use the word mistake or whatever we want to call it. I'd say the biggest mistake I personally have made over the years speaking, I still do it today as well. Those of us, I think, you know, we building something extraordinary that is here to help people and here to impact people. I think many of us do have this thought and this feeling like I literally just, I want to give it all away. I want to teach people. I want to, I want people to have access to every single thing I know because I know it's going to impact them. And I feel that way. Like I genuinely literally could just, I could stay on, you and I could stay here for five hours and just talk about what we're talking about now, because we just love it. And we want people to have the information. And just because we're, we stand up here and we look good, sound good, teach good, give a lot of information. That's where what you're teaching is so needed because it's so disappointing and it's so frustrating to be a good teacher but, but people aren't joining you. People aren't yes. taking the next step. And I really just want to reiterate that as someone who over teaches and over educates and yeah. will forget, oh yeah, there's actually a certain way to do this. There's a certain sequence to follow. I am also here to make sales because that's how we do business. Yes. Uh, you could be a great teacher and make no sales. Absolutely. And I remind everyone too, and I do this sometimes too, because I get so excited about new content we create. And I'm like, I can't wait to share it with the world. But realizing that 
really to impact those individuals listening to you or hearing your message, they need to do the work with you. It's not about the information at the end of the day, but it's about the implementation and the integration. And that only happens when they work with you or they enroll in one of your programs because yes, they have all this great insight. They could Google it. You know, we all have lots of insight, but it's that taking the next step. And so we're doing a disservice when we make them feel falsely kind of satiated, if you want to say that, like, oh, I got everything I needed from Megan. She told me everything about this. So I'm going to go home. Well, what do I do? I go home and I'm sure I put that in an important spot on my desk, but I don't actually do it. Right. And that's a disservice to the people listening. So really being okay with, hey, I'm going to learn that there's there's a way to speak to profit. There's a way to do this in a way that serves, gives immense value and activates my clients or my right fit people in the audience to say yes to joining one of our, our next step offers. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's not manipulative. And I think oftentimes those of us who uh, genuinely want to serve and we want to help, there's, there's some lie that our thoughts that our mind is telling us like, Oh, if you, if you follow a framework, if you follow, you know, a script or whatever uh, you're just doing this because you want people to buy, what would you say to someone who has that thought? Oh, I first of all would want to lovingly shake them because formulas, I love to give formulas, but at the same point too, like even today working with clients, I was, we were walking through a framework and I said, this framework is here to get you started. It is not a framework that you have to be married to. It's helping you see and get into action and see that there is a way to do it. And then you're going to twist it. You're going to make it your own as you go. But first, trust me, trust the process, get out there and do this, see what works for you, and then we can edit. But people too often try to edit it ahead of time. And it's also thinking, you know, I, I think about any CEO that I look up to, and I would imagine that if they're doing anything in their business, they have a strategy for it. They have a way that they're planning that this is a way, a means to help them achieve their end result, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's very misaligned for us to say, oh, I'm just going to get up and speak and use the spaghetti strategy, which is just whatever comes up and, and speak from that place versus saying, hey, my business, my people, I deserve to actually have a proven method to do this because this is a skill set that will allow me to turn on the faucet and bring in new people whenever I want to. Literally, you know, you could host something next week if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it really gives you the power back in your business to be proactive versus just waiting for, you know, a referral to come in or something else. So absolutely um, to your point there on that and that a framework is a place to get you started. And I, I'll tell clients too that when we share frameworks, it's so they're not staring at the screen with a blinking cursor. They've got actual words on it and then we can customize it, you know, to be theirs, whatever that looks like. What's your experience been with frameworks yeah. just in general too? Here's how, I, like, I'll describe it this way. It's like um, the, the framework and the structure, it provides you the ability to overthink less and over scrutinize less yes. and be more creative and be more yourself. It's sort of like, you know, uh, if we think of a river, the river is flowing and it's going in a particular direction and it only works that way if it has riverbanks. So it's yes. got the structure, it flows because of the riverbanks, which is a structure so the river is like your talk and your creativity, but it needs the structure and the framework so that it actually goes where you want it to go. 
And that's what you're providing. I love that analogy. I might have to borrow that. That's a great way to look at it. Because a lot of times I'll even talk about it as like guardrails on the highway. You know, that we want to make sure we're going to the right destination. We can change lanes. That's great. We can do whatever. But without the the guardrails or without the riverbanks, that river would not, I mean, it would be all over the place, literally, which is what happens to coaches many times, you know, trying to yes. say, well, I spoke four times and I didn't get clients or I hosted a workshop or. And the uh, river isn't having to try to figure out where it needs to go, when it needs to go there because the riverbanks are already there. It's not the river, the water's not having to think about it and like create its own pathway. It's there. So it could just do what it's supposed to do and do its thing. Yes. Yeah. And some people's brains are wired to think in systems only. So those kind of people are like, yes, I like frameworks. There's other people that are kind of anti-frameworks. And I've worked with clients that whatever, I'm just going to do it my own way. And so I try to sneak a system in there without telling them about it. But, But there's both sides and you can get results from the spastic energy of just trying all kinds of things, but it's exhausting. It takes a lot longer and it's a lot more expensive. Or, you know, like I, when I finally said, all right, I'm going to work with a mentor. I'm going to quit trying to figure this growing your business thing out myself. And I just said, I'm surrendering to the process. I may not like all the steps, all the whatever, but I'm going to do it. And my business grew because you were willing to say, I'm not the expert yet in this space. So I'm going to trust somebody else. And that is actually a gift that we give ourselves and to to have that strategy to learn that and to know building our business deserves us to figure out how we're going to consistently market, you know, what that best process is. And I'd rather have anybody speak and get 10 clients versus one client, you know, and get that bigger ROI. Yeah. From time and energy invested. Yeah. And look, here's here's what I love about speaking. It's never going to go away. Yes. Right. So as as uh society changes, as the psychology of the buyer changes, as technology changes, AI, funnels, tunnels, pay this, pay that, (laughs) all the things, all the things, all the things that come with running a business and marketing and selling and blah, 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 blah. What I love so much about speaking is it is solid as a rock. It's not going anywhere. No. It's not ever going anywhere. Just like you said, the client of yours who is doing a, what is it, sipping something, a sipping? Oh, yeah, sipping chat. Okay, yeah. sipping yeah. chat. Like you could bring people from your neighborhood into your living room. You could go to your neighbor's house in their living room. Like whatever. Like it's never going to go away. You're always going to be able to rely on speaking. And you could go give one talk and generate tens of thousands of dollars from yeah. that one talk. I mean, to me, it's just the way to go. So yeah. if you are listening to this and you are like, game on, let's go, or you're already speaking, let me tell you, like Krista and her framework, she's been doing this for over a decade. It is absolutely the way to go and perfect timing because you've got a workshop coming up where you're actually going to be teaching your method. Yes. Yes. We're um, hosting that starting October 23rd and it's, we're calling it speak, convert and profit. So it really is looking at the whole entire model as well as the talk that converts. We're going to touch on how to get booked. And the funny part with that is too, that it has nothing to do with waiting to, for them to call your name, you know, how to really go out and initiate and find those right fit places, as well as how to get clear on the right topics that will attract your right fit clients. Because there's nothing more frustrating too than standing up, you know, if you work with women and you stand up in front of an audience full of men, mm. you know, you say, wait a second, this is 
not a right match yes. because of that, but really making sure that we're talking about the things that your ideal person is seeking out solutions to so that they become a right fit client and an easier yes as well. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm going to tune in because I always want to brush up on my speaking. Absolutely. And we can post. Oh, yeah. Well, and I always feel like, too, it's so much fun and we can always I mean, I've gone to even the same workshop three years in a row that was presented by a mentor that came here in Atlanta. And I'm, you know, I do like to learn things in depth, but I'm not a super slow learner. So it's not like I was still taking notes on the same thing. But each time, even though her content was the same, I was at a different place to hear something new. And I said, oh, she, I don't think she said that last year. And then I'd look at my notes. And I was like, oh, she did. I just didn't yeah. even hear it because I was at a different place. So in my mind, and it sounds like yours too, we can always improve. And we actually, when we think we've gotten there, that's probably when the game is over, you know? And so it's, yeah. it's really about how do we grow? What do we implement next? And how yeah. do we take our business to that next level? So we can, I will share a link below that will take you right to the registration. It is an absolutely free workshop. It's the last time we're going to deliver it this year. I have not yet planned for when and if we'll be rehosting these kind of workshops next year, but it is going to absolutely change the trajectory of your business. And for all the coaches that join us, again, completely free and absolutely awesome um, content that'll help you create your speaking to profit plan for your business. Yeah. And super good timing because we're coming towards the end of the year. So it's a really great opportunity to close out 2023 strong in November and December because you're going to be able to take even just a one or two or three nuggets, apply it to what you're already doing insert it into what you're already doing and you can art, you can go ahead and start getting some amazing results in November and December. So I love it. Link below. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you to everybody who's joined us. And I look forward to seeing you in the workshop and having a bunch of fun together. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning into the built to last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.